This is the Agent Mind Podcast. Welcome to episode 24 of the Agent Mind Podcast. As always, I'm your host, TJ McGraw. I'm an active investor and real estate agent, and I'm on a quest to define that perfect mindset. Um, just want to build wealth. I want to live within my passions, and I, hopefully I can help uh, some of the listeners out there do the same or give you some ideas to, to get moving towards that. Um, the purpose of the show, have conversations with super smart people, uh, people that are doing it, people that are living within their passions. And all the conversations, you know, whether it's somebody that's inside the real estate business or outside of the real estate business, um, you know, it's all had through the through through the eyes of a, of a real estate agent. I definitely love having people outside of the business on the show because it gives us a different perspective, um, and we can kind of we can kind of take some ideas of from people that are that are not in the real estate business but are still um, doing really well and being very successful in their chosen field or their chosen career and business. So um, if you like it, subscribe, subscribe to the show. Definitely want to grow my subscribers. One of my goals for this year, um, by the end of the year, I'd like to get up um, to a lot more subscribers. Let's, let's put it that way. Um, so if you enjoy it, you know, hit subscribe, uh, leave a review that helps super, super, super. Um, check out the website, theageofmind.com. You know, schedule a call with me. Um, I'd love to chat. If you if you think you might be good good on the show, definitely want to hear from you. Um, I'm going to start doing um, other things on the Facebook page as far as like live. I'm, I call it Inside the Agent Mind. Um, just quick little live, um, like mini podcast, I guess you could call them, for lack of a better description. So um, get to the website, agentmind.com. Schedule a call. Let me know. I'm also building my team. Um, national team, and I'm building a local uh, sales team as well. Um, so if you're interested um, in hearing more about that, definitely hit me up. And as always, before we get going here, how would you like to free up more of your time, hand off those mundane admin tasks that slow you down so you can focus on the things that really drive revenue and put more money in your pocket? Well, Reva Global Virtual Assistants can do that for you. All of their skilled assistants specialize in helping real estate professionals with hundreds of tasks. Stop trying to do it all yourself. Have a virtual assistant do it for you. Check out Reva Global Virtual Assistance by heading over to theagentmind.com and click the link. Learn more about virtual assistance. Today's show is, is kind of special. Um, I have a, a, this person that is on the show today is amazing. Uh, this Her story is is like out of uh, out of a movie or something. I have to tell you, like definitely the most interesting woman in real estate um, from Alaska. Studied uh, biology, I believe. Spent um, time on a, on a, a research vessel <laughs> out there, uh, you know, in, in, in the ocean for months at a time. Um, just has done so much, but weightlifting, bodybuilder. Uh, her story is amazing. I, I'm not going to tell the whole thing. I definitely won't do it justice. She, she's uh, so interesting, but right currently what she's doing now, she's in Austin, Texas. Um, her company is building green homes. Um, and the way she does it is so sustainable and so cool. Um, I'm just, I'm blown away with um, her business model. And it's almost like you, you, I'm still, it's almost unbelievable that you can actually conduct business in this way that's so responsible for the environment um, and, and just and still make a profit and still be successful. And she's so passionate about it. She's an international keynote speaker. Um, and uh, let's just get into it because it, it, it's such a good show. I, I really pay attention to this one. This one, I'm going to listen to this one a few times because what a fantastic story. I'm, uh, I'm definitely uh, amazed by uh, Leanne Wartman's um, journey. So let's dig into it. Here we go. Everybody, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, today I'm with Leanne Wartman. Um, she's got a great story um, com coming from Alaska and ending up now um, building green homes, like new construction green homes. So um, it's not my story for sure. So uh, welcome to the show, Leanne. How's it going? Hey, TJ. Thanks so much for having me. I am super pumped to be here. I love your podcast. Thanks for allowing me to come on and be a part of it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, well, 
I mean, you fit right in with, um, with the theme of the show for sure. Um, just, it's a great story, which I can't wait to, to dig into and just, you know, being in the real estate space and, and what you're doing in real estate right now is you're kind of a, a an industry leader. I would definitely classify you as that. So, so cool. But I guess let's start from not the beginning, but kind of close to the beginning. Like what, where you're, you're, you grew up in Alaska. Yeah. Yes. I am born and raised Alaskan. I actually come from a really remote Island called Prince of Wales and even more specifically a, a town or village called Craig, Alaska. And the only way that you can really get there is by boat or plane because it's in Alaska or on an Island in Alaska. And so um, really remote that, I mean, you know, everybody, everybody's kind of family. It's a really tight knit community. And my dad's a commercial fisherman. So uh, I grew up on the waters in Southeast Alaska, commercial fishing. That's how I spent my summers as, as a child. I say, I learned to walk on the boat. I learned how to cook king salmon before I even learned how to cook pancakes. Um, I learned how to clean a fish at a really young age. So, I mean, you, you get the vision, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I grew up amongst nature. And I would say that that's just kind of where I my aptitude or love for the environment uh, kind of developed. And I went on to get my biology degree. And then after that, I got my 100-ton captain's license since I already had all the sea time from growing up on the ocean, driving boats with my father and whatnot. I might as well get the license. Mm -hmm. And after that, I, I went on to work on a, for, a, for a state of Alaska Department of Fishing Game on a research vessel. And I would spend about six months out of the year out at sea, and I was only allowed one email a day. Wow. And as a young 20-year-old, I, I don't, most people I don't even think can imagine what that would be like because everyone's <laughs> on their phones, they have internet, you know, all of the things. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, I was in my young 20s and it was kind of an adventure and it was fun. But eventually I was like, man, I'd like to have a boyfriend and a dog and a home and <laughs> things like yeah. that. So, yeah. uh, after that, uh, well, I decided that was kind of enough for me. So I uh, ended up quitting that job and uh, had to get double hip surgery, which oh. was kind of divine intervention. Um, I guess I failed to mention I, I was a competitive weightlifter and doing heavy squats kind of took a toll on my hips at a young mm. age. So at the age of uh, 27, I was kind of bedridden after double hip surgery and I started listening to books and a lot of audio books to pass mm -hmm. the time. And I listened to the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, which is all about being an entrepreneur. And it really spoke to me and I was like, man, this sounds amazing. I want a four hour work week, which I still don't have. I'm still working on, but you. you know, we're all working on that. <laughs> <laughs> I took the leap to become an entrepreneur after that mm -hmm. because of that book though. Uh, so I started my entrepreneurial venture was flipping houses in Alaska. But uh, the thing is, is Alaska is beautiful in the summertime, a lot of sunshine, you know, amazing weather. Mm -hmm. In the wintertime, it's very dark and very cold. And so if you're flipping houses by yourself and, and working and chipping concrete to reroute some plumbing in negative 20 degree weather with uh, no electricity on in the house because it's all shut off because you're flipping mm. it, that's kind of not fun <laughs> and no. kind of hard. Yeah, I can't imagine. That's uh, <laughs> yes. <extreme>. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uncomfortable, <laughs> to say the least. Um, by that point, I had met my partner in life and, and also in business, and we were doing that flip together. He, uh, him and I decided that it was time to move on from Alaska. It, 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 we kind of felt like a uh, big fish in a small pond. It, mm -hmm. It's just that we have a mission to build a, you know, a greener world and Alaska isn't as receptive to that. We put solar panels on houses, but it didn't, wasn't being received the way that we wanted it to. And we weren't getting mm. enough good ROI on that. Gotcha. 
So um, we heard about Austin, Texas, and we uh, packed up, we sold everything that we had. We packed up a Jeep, put a rooftop tent on it, and <laughs> drove for six weeks across the country camping the entire way. And it was amazing. It was, it was yeah. so fun. So fun. Uh, we went through all the national parks. We stopped and saw families. And uh, that's when we would take advantage of a washer and dryer. So that was nice. <laughs> um, and a real bed occasionally with the family. Um, and we had never been to Austin, Texas. So it was kind of a leap of faith to pack every our whole life up, move our business that we started everything and drive across the country and land in Austin, Texas, where we had never been. Where it's mm. completely different climate, completely different everything than Alaska. Yeah, it's like a whole nother world. <laughs> <laughs> it is yes especially if you grew up in a small village on an island austin is very it's kind of culture shock big city completely yeah. different. i can imagine so, i just yes. moved from i just moved from new england to georgia and i was that was a big culture shock for me when i first came down so i can't imagine coming from you know small island in alaska to austin texas that's just the that's amazing yeah, it kind of blew my mind. I was, it's it's uncomfortable, but the thing with entrepreneurship is you kind of have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you need to do a lot of things, um, you know, faith over fear, and just know, oh, yes. just know, and you kind of have to come to the terms with you're going to fail a few times. You know, mm -hmm. I failed so many times in the beginning. It, and you pick yourself back up and keep going is really kind of the secret. Just to have the faith that you will um, overcome it and mm -hmm. be able to get back up. Definitely. So, so um, in my story, so we're in Austin <laughs> and we start by doing a couple flips. Uh, it didn't, they weren't very successful because the land in Austin, Texas is just so expensive to purchase. Mm. on the acquisition side and um, the cost to rehab there's a lot of uh, competition as far as construction and costs and trades and stuff go here so um, you know it's hard to make it profitable when you're spending so much on the rehab and also on the land and then the you know the ARV afterwards uh, you'll maybe break even if you're lucky plus we want to do all the green building and it's hard to do that with um, a rehab it's much much easier with new construction to just start from the ground up build the yeah. whole thing in the way that you want to in an energy efficient manner mm -hmm. instead of going and tearing all the things out and trying to make it energy efficient so um it wasn't really profitable but one thing that austin texas has actually is you can buy or um specifically SF3 zoned lots, you can buy them. And as long as they're big enough, a certain square footage, you can build two homes on one lot. Okay. So that's what makes it, and then you condo regime it, sell them separately, and then you can get an ARV that makes it profitable. Mm -hmm. So we go and buy lots um, currently, that's kind of what we started with mm -hmm. uh, doing after that, buying a lot, putting two homes on it, we do five-star Austin Energy green build rated homes. So they're all really highly energy efficient, high quality homes with solar panels on top. And then we sell them each individually. Uh, since then, we're growing. I've hired 15 employees and we're actually buying much larger lots and starting to do subdivisions. Oh, great. So that's where we're at now. Yeah. Um, I've also started a nonprofit and this is near and dear to my heart, but we are creating for every one acre that we develop and put homes on, we're creating two acres that are certified wildlife habitats. Awesome. You, you have got, that's a mission, man. You are, you're, you're focused and, and killing it. That's what a great story. I mean, it's a, it's, it's amazing your journey for sure. So I have so many questions. You, yeah, yeah come to mind. hit me. I'm ready. Um, I definitely want to talk about the green homes and what you're doing with that because I think that's super important and it's a, a, and it's awesome. And then your nonprofit, which I, I didn't know about beforehand. Um, I want to dig into that a little bit too, and maybe we can talk about um, find out how listeners can help at the towards the end of the end of the episode. Here. Of course. 
But let's go back to your, to your story. Like what you said, you felt like a big fish in a little pond, uh-huh. so, but it had to be really scary to just pack up and go south, like thousands of miles to a strange city. So like what, like what was going through your mind at that point? And, and what, what drove you? Was it, was it the fear of, of what would happen if you stayed or was it the, the potential of what could happen if you, if you went, if that makes sense? Um, I make no decision out of fear ever. It, it's, mm-hmm. I always make the decision. It's, it's more intuitive. I honestly did not even do much research on Austin, Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really didn't know what I was coming to. Um, and I know a lot of people would be like, man, that's a horrible business plan. <laughs> it probably is today. It worked out. Yeah. Um, it was more about possibilities in, mm-hmm. in knowing that, okay, I had failed a couple times already in Alaska. I didn't feel like my mission was being really well received there. And I knew that if I moved, it's kind of like the saying, if you're, you're not a tree, if you don't like where you are, you can move. It was yep. more of that kind of mentality. It's like, okay, here isn't working. Um, you know, I've heard a few amazing things about Austin, Texas. Uh, I, I feel called to go there was, yeah. was really what it was about. And it was the possibilities and yes, the mission, the drive the, that I had, it was, you know, a burning desire to, to make it happen. Yeah. And, and the reason I asked that frame that question that way is because a lot of, a lot of times, um, like fear is a great motivator for sure. So mm, it, like, it is for most people. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and just the, the feel like for, for example, I, I got into, um, you know, an entrepreneurial path because I was like, I was afraid that like my kids were going to grow up without me around. <laughs> like, mm. I mean, I'd be around, but I just, I was afraid of like what would happen to my family structure. That's super important to me. If I stayed mm-hmm. in, in the job I was doing that had me away from the house you know, mm. nights and weekends and most, most of the time missing family vacations and all that stuff. So, so that, that it's kind of where I framed, framed the question from, but I, I, I love that. I love what you're saying that it, you're not a tree, so you can, you can just move. There's another, the opposite side of, there's another uh, cliche saying that you, you blossom where you're planted. And yes. I never, I never understood that one at all. It's kind of like, I mean, do you really have, can, you know, maybe the sun is better for me to blossom somewhere else. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, moving your area, that's, that's, um, that's, it, I liked that you just took the, took the risk and, and like went and, and did it. And now, was there any time like during that trip that you were, that you second guessed or you're were like, are we doing the right thing and, and all that? Like what was going through your head as you were like the anticipation of getting to Austin? Um, the, the, the whole adventure, the whole trip, uh, I wasn't scared at all. It was more of like an amazing, exciting adventure driving. Mm-hmm. Now, once I got here, um, yeah, yeah, there has been ter- several times where I did not see the light at the end of the tunnel and I had failed over and over and over again and I had to keep picking myself back up and just knowing, I mean, you have to have a mission that is bigger than yourself and that you believe in so strongly to keep going sometimes. And that's where I was at. And that's where I'm still at that. My mission is so strong that I am so driven that I keep going. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And now, um, and now it's growing, you know, the, the team is growing. And if you believe in yourself so much and your mission so much, other people mm-hmm. will want to get on board and they believe in you too. And that's when it gets really magical and amazing. Yeah, most definitely. That's, I mean, that's definitely the sign of a, a of a true leader is, is just having that, having that vision and passion and just, and I can, you, I can tell from talking to you, I'm sure the listeners can tell that you're, you believe deeply in what you're doing and you're passionate and excited about it. And it's, and um, that's like most of the battle, I think when it comes to, comes to making these decisions to go and follow your dreams. for sure. Absolutely. And share the vision. Always mm-hmm. share the vision. Always share. Yeah. I always share it. I share my vision. I share my story with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you kept <laughs> the secret, inspired. yeah. If you kept the secret, mm-hmm. then you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't, it wouldn't go much, very far. Right. <laughs> right. 
Awesome. So what, so did you ever, did you ever, were you ever like just going to throw in the towel and, and head back to Alaska? No. Um, when you go in a hundred percent. So mm-hmm. I, I quit my corporate job and I went in on this mission of mine. I, I'll call it a hundred percent. And I got other people on board. I got uh, my partner on board. I got investors on board. Um, I had contractors that needed payment from me, you know, things like that. When, mm-hmm. when you have so many, not only myself, I was relying on myself, but then when I had everybody else relying on me, uh, mm-hmm. I knew that no matter what, I didn't have a choice. I had to keep going. So yeah. when you take a leap like that, you're, you're going to do whatever it takes. And yeah. so um, even if I second guess myself, like, holy crap, what am I doing? What did I get myself into? This is the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, I have a biology degree. I went to school for four years to get that degree. I have, a, I've done a lot of things, but to be honest, mm-hmm. this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And, yeah. um, but even even though it wasn't being the hardest thing I still had to get up and keep going because mm-hmm. everybody relied on me so I had no choice it was get up and get up and do it yeah you, you got what's the saying you, you threw your hat over the fence so you had to go you had to go over and yeah <laughs> I had I felt I had no choice yeah, definitely that's that's so cool like it's um one thing I want to I want to make sure to kind of pull out of this is that you really went in with the belief that you were going to make it work, and you didn't mm-hmm. exactly know. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm I'm kind of assuming here. You didn't exactly know how you were going to do it, but you knew that it was going to work, and you just had faith, and you just took one step at a time. And and, and yeah, yeah. I mean, there's this thing begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I mean, even though the end where I'm at right now, even though I don't consider it the end, I could never have imagined myself where I am now with 15 employees doing subdivisions, certified wildlife habitats, all the things it's mm-hmm. blossomed into this amazing thing that at the beginning I couldn't even imagine. But I like the saying because it's like, you just got to start. You have this idea of, of what you want and and you know you reach for it you don't know how you're going to get there but you know take mm-hmm. the next step that you know you need to take to get there and, and all those little steps add up to where eventually you're going to make it and you might not make it you might surpass it you mm-hmm. know you keep going yeah definitely i had a mentor well he's still my mentor um he says you know if what happens when you walk up to the to the grocery store the door at the grocery store. It's like, it just opens up. It's like, you just have, you just have faith. You just know that the door is going to open up for you if you walk towards it. So he's like, so just walk towards the door and it'll, it'll open up. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it's, it's the same kind of thing. I like to say, um, you know, if you're driving in fog, I don't know how much fog is in Austin, but there can there's be, there's a lot of fog in Alaska. Okay. So, you you, so you're super familiar <laughs> with fog. That's right. <laughs> so if you're driving in fog and you can only see 10 feet in front of you, but if you, if you travel that 10 feet, and you can see You'll 10 more feet, 10 more yes. feet. That's kind of, that. yeah, that's kind of the way that I have to even like remind myself of that sometimes because I'm just, I'll start to think, well, I want to be, you know, you start thinking about big goals. You're like, oh, I want to be here. Like, and then I start, I'm a guy that gets into the how, and then it's like debilitating sometimes. So like, just have to remind myself of the, just take, just take a step, see where it goes. And then, you know, you're going to have to, how you imagine mm-hmm. things oftentimes like the way you get there is different from how you thought it would be. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you can have a destination, but the way to get there, the path there, yeah. it, it can go a hundred different ways. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and will often go a hundred. And it will. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, so how, so I know you're, you're passionate about the environment. You're passionate about, um, you know, being a little bit more responsible, um, with the earth and our environment and all that. What, um, what really brought you to, to like growing all in with, uh, with like green homes and, and all that. And I guess, I guess what I'm asking is like, where did you, was that always something that you had kind of building with inside of you or did it, did you see that like that, this was a path that you wanted to take, like after you got down to, to, to Austin? 
Um, it, it's something that I've always been interested in. Uh, I lived right next to a glacier in Alaska and, you know, mm -hmm. I saw that glacier melting away every year. I could see the difference of it melting away. So mm -hmm. I know that, you know, climate change is real. I went to school for biology. I learned about it. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I was like, how can I help you know mm -hmm. what can I do besides not taking the plastic grocery bags which you know I appreciate everyone that also does that you know how can yeah. I make a bigger impact with my business and what I'm doing now mm -hmm. and um, Austin offers uh, they call it AEGB Austin Energy Green Building Rating mm -hmm. and there's a million different facets uh, that go into that um, but basically we build by those standards mm -hmm. and then on top of it we go we actually go above and beyond that and we add solar panels on top of every single home and so our whole mission is like okay how can we lower the carbon footprint and mm -hmm. then on top of that um, we do um, so since we do new construction from the ground up sometimes there's homes unlocked that we buy and they need to be demolished but mm -hmm. I don't like the idea of it just going in a landfill so if it is a candidate we'll lift it up and actually take it to a new outer normally they do it on the outskirts of Austin not in Austin City they'll take it out and they'll rehab it and they'll make it into doing a new home for somebody else instead of going into the landfill Wow. Sometimes it's not a candidate for that. Mm -hmm. And in that case, we do demolish it, but we do that with um, a company that uses Zen Robotics and they actually recycle everything. The robots go in there and they like shift everything and they go through it and they recycle everything. Set wow. I think it's an 80, 85% rate or something like oh, that. Wow. So, um, so that's the two routes that if there's a home that needs to be demolished or, or removed and upcycled is what I call it when we mm -hmm. take it and, re and replace it somewhere else. Um, then that's what we do as well. So that's also an example of going above and beyond the AEGB five-star rating that we build to currently. Mm -hmm. Something that we're working on, which is very, very exciting, uh, which we haven't built yet, but we will be the first uh, passive house. I don't know if you've heard the German rating, the passive house. It's above and beyond. You know how Germans always like to do the best of the best. They're like the master engineers and whatnot. Yeah, my father-in-law um, was, father <laughs> yeah. was from Frankfurt. So yeah, everything was, you know, was very... You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep. So they Most have ever. a rating, if you haven't heard of it, called Passive House. Mm -hmm. It is way above and beyond the Austin Energy Greenville rating. I mean, it is, I, I don't even know all the details. I have my team working on it, the, my engineer brain team working on it. So mm -hmm. I can't speak to it right now really a whole lot. I just know it's pretty crazy. And uh, we will be the first one building a passive house from the German rating. I guess there's an American version rated passive house, but people like talk, you know, they kind of poo-poo on that one. Yeah. Um, so we'll be the first <laughs> one. Can you, don't put that in your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um the passive house rating will be the first one the german rated passive house in mm -hmm. austin texas so that's really exciting as well and that's coming soon i, th I think we'll be building that one uh we're in the plans right now we'll be building it like next year cool awesome i mean i'm i'll probably leave it in but i know you, you, you what you're saying is it, it's a it's not as stringent as it's just not as um as stout Correct. if you will as Correct. which is off i mean it, it's no secret that there's lobbyists and all sorts of you know organizations working against the things that you're trying to do right so, i mean it, it's 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 worth worth if if it's poo poo then it's poo poo i don't <laughs> I, I think we just call it what it is for sure there's a lot of things you know america's great don't get me wrong but there's a lot of a lot of things that could be a little bit a little bit better we're <laughs> we're partnering with um a, the Montopolis community which is a, a predominantly black community and mm -hmm. uh, they haven't allowed any developers into their community well they let us in because we okay. went and we met with them mm -hmm. and we're like you know what can we do to help you know we just wanted to listen to the community which is something that we do that um, I've heard other developers don't 
And the the leader there basically said, well, I, we would love if you could come into the community and build to the passive house standard. He's also German. Okay. And we said, there's a lot of other, there's a lot more of this American one if we can do that rating. And he said, no way, it's not the same. So yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, and not to make, this is not political at all. I'm not trying to go that way. I certainly want to stay out of, out of politics with the podcast. It's not what the, what the uh, mm-hmm. intent is. Um, but if, and this is all I'm going to say about it. If, if more people went and had a conversation, then mm-hmm. like a lot of problems in the world could be, could be fixed for sure. So like, that, just that your mentality and the, the, the way that you approach business it's really just, I mean, it's very human and it's very, it's very caring. It seems like to me. So I call I, it heart centered. Yeah. Some people might say it's not the best business plan, but I, I have a heart centered business plan. For yeah. Sure. And, and that's I'm very, a that's apparent. Leader. Yeah, it's, that's so, that's so apparent. Anybody that's listened, you can't, you just can't deny that, but that's a good segue because my next question is like, this, this sounds really expensive. All this stuff that you're doing, moving houses, you know, doing the whole recycling the the would you say 90 85 95 percent of the house i think it's an 85 percent success yeah Yeah. it's a recycle rating Mm -hmm. so how do so um, just bluntly like how do you make any money doing all this (laughs) good question (laughs) in the beginning i didn't yeah um and you know who i always look to to make it like to where it was okay i was like well elon Musk didn't make money with tesla for like what 10 years or something (laughs) i'm like so it's okay (laughs) i'll I'll be all right yeah good point Um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, to be quite frank, I, I didn't make money in the beginning. Um, it wasn't uh, it, all about the money. It was really about um, changing the world one home at a time is mm-hmm. what I say my mission is. Um, and they're really solar panels. So the interesting thing is that, and maybe it's changed as of very recently, but when I began doing this, like appraisers didn't know how to appraise solar panels. Mm. They didn't know what, uh, what solar panels were worth. So I would go and I would put solar panels on a house and I, it wouldn't appraise for any of the solar panels, wouldn't appraise for anything extra because they're like, well, this is brand new and I've never seen a solar array before. I don't know what it's worth, you know. So you're saying <laughs> you're saying a, a, appraisers that don't they're not catching up with the market. Is that <laughs> <laughs> they probably are now? I know that um yeah, it's, it's as pretty... of recently they they've been asking about the solar panels. So yeah. I, I think that they're appraising now. But when I began, okay. it, it wasn't. Um yeah, they tend to be a little since... behind behind trends and all that. But... Yes. a little bit yeah yeah. (laughs) um so i i mean i i would say that in the beginning it was all about my mission it was all about my values and i knew that the Mm -hmm. money would catch up i knew that people would get behind what i'm doing and what i'm all about Mm -hmm. and that i would recognize or realize um it on you know a little bit later now I'm really proud to say that our homes are outperforming any other homes. I, if I build a home in a market, um, it is going to appraise for way more than any of the other homes have have in recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I am I am constantly blowing the socks off the comps in any neighborhood that I move into, to where it's actually became. A problem, a good problem. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so if I come into a neighborhood and I build a home, the land value automatically goes up by significant figures mm-hmm. to where I then need to move out of the neighborhood because I it can't make it work buying oh. land for the price that it when I was there originally. And so if I don't go into a neighborhood and buy up all the land that I can right then and there, I'm going to miss my own, my own opportunity. I'm going to make it to where I can't even work there anymore because my homes sell for so much. Wow. Um, 
I'm talking to an agent. It's the agent of mine. So I know that yeah. I can speak this lingo. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know mo- most people may not understand what I'm saying. I hope the I hope it's coming through to you though. <laughs> yeah, most of it. I mean, we're most most of the audiences are agents and investors. So I think I think both Great. understand that understand what you know appreciation and what yes. You go in yes. and clean up a neighborhood, it's gonna raise the values of the neighborhood for significantly. Sure, so. and yeah. It, and it, you know, if, if you you just for example, just for anybody that might still be a little bit unclear, like you go in, you buy a, a lot at a certain price, you mm-hmm. build a super awesome house on it that sells for a ton of money. And then mm-hmm. that, because that is now a comp in the area that now raises yeah. the prices of, of the whole neighborhood. So yeah. I get, and then, and then you can't afford to, to buy <laughs> any more lots because you've priced yourself I have to out. move out. I have to move out. Yeah. Yeah. So what, I started close to Austin, like um, really close to downtown Austin. Mm-hmm. And I would build a home, sell it. And then uh, the very next year, the lot, just vacant lots would appreciate by over $100,000. Wow. And so I'd have to move to the next outlying neighborhood or zip code, really. Yeah. And I would build homes, sell them, and then I'd have to move out. So I'm slowly needing to move away from the city center. Is kind of what's happening. Yeah, it's interesting. So yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so what have you have you pivoted your strategy at all? You're trying are you, when you go in. Are you trying to get investors to get as much property as possible? Yes, that is basically what I've learned. Is that I need to buy up as much land as I can before I sell a house, and it mm-hmm. takes uh, with the. It takes about a year, not just construction, but getting the construction permits. Um, Between permitting and the construction, the timeline is about a year. Um, So in that year, I need to buy up as much land as possible before I sell a house. Yeah. Uh, Which has actually led, and then since COVID, um, a lot of stuff has changed to where there's a lot more competition. A lot more people are moving here that, you know, mm-hmm. Tesla, I'm sure you heard is coming mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a frenzy and everybody mm-hmm. thinks they can go flip houses. And uh, there's a lot of competition on the acquisition side for me yeah. as far as <laughs> land and whatnot. It's like so <laughs> yes. So uh, we just had to change our strategy since we're uh, now bigger. I have 15 employees. I'm not just the little flipper from Alaska anymore. Now we're buying mm-hmm. lots that we can actually subdivide. Nice. And so, uh, yeah, that changing the strategy that way, just buying bigger parcels and getting into the subdividing process. Yeah. And how you mentioned, you know, the, the little flipper from Alaska, that'd be a good name of a book, the little flipper from Alaska. <laughs> But so how many years from the time you got to Austin to now? I got to Austin in uh, November of 2017. Okay. So that's pretty, that's pretty quick. That's, I mean, that's, I would call that uh, for lack of a better description, rapid growth. I mean, I people have told me it's rapid growth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they said from the inside, I'm sure it doesn't seem that quick, but from the outside, you're doing things really quick. <laughs> yeah. And that's, um, but it just goes, it, it goes to show like what it, you have a, you've had a focus, you, you understand your mission and like that you're like laser focused on it, at least from what, what it seems in our conversation. So, I mean, that's a good lesson for, for anybody that's listening and i know I, I still spread myself way too thin i'm like oh that looks like a good idea i'm gonna go chase that so like just getting laser focused on one thing and be determined to, to make it work i mean look at that it's only it's been what five years four years uh going on four going on four yeah this 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 november will be year four in in austin it's 24 7 365 is what it is quite honestly um i don't i'm a workaholic i'll admit Mm -hmm. it and that's because i'm passionate i'm passionate about the mission and Mm -hmm. its success um you know, now I have not only, like I said, in the beginning, I had the investors, the, the, mm-hmm. um, everybody that needed to get paid all that stuff. Now I have 15 employees. I have mm-hmm. payroll, you know, relying on me. I have all the things. So as, as it grows, you know, the dependency on me gets bigger. And so I just have, I still have to continually show up now, of course, mm-hmm. the goal 
as I said in the very beginning, the four hour work week is what got me in this. <laughs> I was going to point that out. But I'm glad you- <laughs> I'll take it back there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the reason I have 15 employees is because they are being trained so that, and I continue to hire um, so that eventually I can step away. I just can't, I'm not there yet. And as I continue to grow, people need me even more. You know, I'm the thought leader between behind everything, and so mm-hmm. I'm here making, you know, calling the strategic moves to go to subdividing and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I'm still very much needed, but that's okay because I'm I'm passionate and I love it and I love our mission. And the bigger I get, the more impact I can have, and that's really mm-hmm. what's important to me. Yeah, well, I'm glad you I'm glad you went back to that the the, the four hour <laughs> because it's. Cause that's certainly something that I am, that I guess you could say I preach that as, as like, get, I mean, hard work is, is necessary. 100%. You can't do it without hard work, but I think that, it, that that's only sustainable for so long. I mean, until you get burnt out, even if it is your, your true passion, you can go much longer and further. If it's like, if it is your wheelhouse and that is what you were born to do, but still like you get working, working that much can get to a, a burnout. Point. So I'm, I'm happy to hear you're, you're, you're making the plan. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually haven't. Um, so since I landed in Austin, Texas, I have my goal at the time. I was like, oh, every summer I'll go back to Alaska when it's <laughs> hot and 100 plus degrees in Austin, Texas. I'll go to Alaska because that's when it's beautiful in the summertime. Yeah. I have yet <laughs> to make it back. Oh, no. And this summer, no, it's fine. I, like last year was going to be the year and then COVID and whatever. Mm. There's always an excuse. But this summer is the summer. I'm actually planning my trip back to Alaska to see friends, family and visit. And I'm really excited about it. Good. Yeah. So you're getting, you're getting there. At least you're, you're I'm getting towards. there. I'd be worried Absolutely. if you're, I'd be worried if you weren't thinking <laughs> to train people to replace yourself at, at some point. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Delegate. Exactly. Delegate as much as possible. I mean, get in your uh, wind zone, get in your wind zone, get in your flow, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. Hire anybody else to take all, everything else off your plate. That, that's definitely um, something yeah. I would recommend. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, you mentioned flow and I, I had um, Diane Caldwell on the, on the, the podcast a few episodes ago. So, I love Diane. Yes. Yeah, she's awesome. Yes. But it's, it's, it's definitely um, and what the conversation that we've had, she says that uh, if, if you're working in your flow and you're basically working with in, within your passion, what you what gives you energy, your time flies by. It doesn't and it doesn't really feel like work. It feels like something that you enjoy doing. It's that stuff where the time drags, and it's just it's a it's mundane and and to you and it's it's a pain, and you're you're just zapped of energy at the end of it. That stuff, hire somebody else to do it, for sure. One hundred percent as quickly as possible, so you can spend most of your time in your in your flow and in in doing the things that really move the needle for your business that you're really good at and you enjoy doing for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. I cannot agree more. <laughs> awesome. So we, uh, I do have to ask a little, without getting too, too technical, um, you know, I don't need ratings or anything like that, but just talk, like walk me through like w- building a green home. Like what, what kind of materials, you know, are you, are you using and, and uh, how does it take longer to do that? And do you have problem sourcing stuff? I mean, just give, give me like a, just a tip of like the logistics of doing that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, first thing, always fun in the city of Austin. I don't know if it's the same where you're at, but I'm getting <laughs> permits <laughs> to build. <Yeah. laughs> um, that's first and foremost. I can't even go into that. I have never been in charge of that. That's an example of where it's like I hire the people because, yeah, um, yeah running permits, I've heard is a nightmare that I don't even want to get involved in. Gotcha. So um, <laughs> architectural plans, um, our architect is worth their weight in gold in Austin as well, just because there's so many building restrictions and so Mm -hmm. if you want to maximize the square footage on the lot uh definitely hire hire the architect Mm -hmm. um get the permits and then yeah i i'm sure it's the same with everywhere in the world right now it sounds like getting materials is just uh, kind of challenging and a little bit longer of a lead time Mm -hmm. 
Um, right now we're building two by six, uh, 24 inch on center construction with spray foam insulation, two by six, the 24 obviously allows for more insulation, mm-hmm. which, um, I know you said, don't get too technical, but <laughs> we, let's talk about thermal bridging. <laughs> so, um, that basically just doesn't allow the Texas sun, you know, to yep. come in and transfer into the home. It allows for more insulation there. Gotcha. Um, yeah. We're also moving to ICF construction. I can't really tell you much about that as far as getting that yet because mm-hmm. we're just starting. We're, we're just getting our first ICF constructed uh, homes permitted right now. So we haven't gone through that. Um, and then of course we do heat pump water, water heaters, um, heat pump HVAC, uh, energy star rated appliances, um, all the things, uh, the wind, even as far as, let's go back to the architect, even like the window overhangs to keep the sun from shining into your windows, you need mm. like two feet of overhangs. So we add an extra overhang than on a typical house. Um, there's just, I would say it's mostly in the planning of the home, actually, just building it, Mm -hmm. making sure it's built to those standards. You really have to think through all the things. Yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, the design, all the materials. Yes. You have to put a lot of thought into that as well. Um, We do tests even before we put drywall on, we go in and we do blower door tests. To just to make sure that it's actually sealed before the drywall goes in. If there's any leaks in the home, we can go mm. in and fix it. And it also tells us if we're putting implementing um, things quickly, like windows and making sure that the window, like we had an issue where on the very first one, when we went and did our first blower door test, we realized that we weren't putting in the window to where there was a good seal. So now we, we've changed the whole way that we do that and we implement a better way to put windows in to where it's actually sealed and mm-hmm. there isn't air getting through right there. Gotcha. So um, it's a lot of trial and error. Yeah, and it's a lot of forethought. It's a lot of planning. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's all encompassing, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds, it, it's very thoughtful. I mean, going back to the, your heart-centered business and and it's just, it's just very thoughtful. I think, um, I think most industry, most businesses are, you know, the, especially larger by corporations and whatnot, they're really just focused on the bottom line and, you know, making money for their, their uh, stockholders and all that. And a lot of this stuff is not thought of because, you know, to th- really thinking just the time alone, it takes to really think through and thoughtfully do things could add a little cost. And then, you know, the material could add some cost, And so mm-hmm. I just, I think the, that it, what you're doing is awesome. Um, Thank thanks for, thanks for, for being out there. I'm, I'm so excited to have you on, on the show here today. It's, I think it's uh, just super cool. I don't think a lot of people know that there's, that there's someone like, I mean, we know that there's green homes being built and all that stuff, but to, to know that there's someone that is committed to, you know, building as many as you can and, and changing the world. That's a, that's, just cool. It's a pretty cool thing. So thank you. And just on a note, a lot of builders claim to be green and Mm -hmm. they're not really green. Like if, if just, if you're going to go buy a house and someone claims that they're a green builder, do your research, please. Because there's Mm -hmm. plenty of people that all they're doing is adding one maybe facet that's green they're buying uh, some flooring that's considered green or something like that you know Mm -hmm. and and to actually have implement everything that i implement and Mm -hmm. get the five-star austin energy green build rating it's all encompassing and very thoughtful and much different than a builder that might just go and have some green aspects to it mm-hmm. um yeah it's definitely different so do your research <laughs> before yeah. buying a green home <laughs> <laughs> make, make sure it's the complete package <laughs> yes so do you have do you have plans of uh expanding like outside of austin like what's what's next for your business yeah um you know, I'm kind of a 10x thinker. I like to think big. And I always tell my employees, I'm like, you know, we're going to be the first ones building on Mars. <laughs> so nice. We're going to be interplanetary. <laughs> awesome. That's the goal. 
Um, yes, I definitely plan right now. We're just in Austin. I, I do plan on expanding into different markets in Texas and then, and then branching out to other states and then international and then mm. you know, Mars. So and Mars. <laughs> and then Mars. <laughs> well, you hook up with Elon. He's coming to- He's bringing Elon, Tesla. Yeah. I I know when I heard that Elon moved to Texas and he's not too. I think he's close to Austin. I was like, but yep, that's how I'm gonna meet him. I'm gonna meet Elon. Go. We're gonna get together. <laughs> nice, cool. Well, it's been great having you on. I've I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's um, it's just I think it's so cool what you're doing. Like whatever side of the aisle you sit on politically, whether you believe in greenhouse effect or not. Like the the point of this in having you here is that you have a mission, you have a drive and you are, are succeeding at a very high level and very quickly. I mean, to go from a tent on a Jeep to building subdivisions in less than four years, that's, that is a, a feat that's no short of amazing. So congratulations on that. I mean, it should be, you should, if there was awards out there for that, you should definitely get some awards because that's pretty, oh. it's pretty neat. I mean, and I know that, I know you're humble and you, and you know, you, you know, de- you might not see it as, like you said before, you might not see it as a, as like this rapid growth, but that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. I mean, that's not, um, that's not an easy thing to do. And, uh, and I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And, and um, you know, I admire your, your drive most definitely. Thank you, TJ. I really appreciate it. I feel like, um maybe it's my humble side coming through i feel like i did not give enough credit to my partner i was telling this from from my (laughs) perspective um of the story but yes my partner lawrence was there with me the whole way and i couldn't have done it without him so i feel like i should give him another shout out and just say how much i appreciate him and that um i absolutely could not be where I am right now without him. So yes. I couldn't have done that by myself. <laughs> you and I'm, I admire what you and his name Lawrence. So yes, Lawrence. <laughs> I admire what you and Lawrence have accomplished for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So what I get, I guess, um, is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't ask you? Um, we are always looking for and partnering with investors. If you like, um, what you heard today, you can go to my website, www.fortunatefoundations. Don't forget the S it is plural.com. And then I'm also on social media, mostly Instagram and Facebook at fortunate foundations there as well. And uh, if you'd like to reach out and speak to me about how you can earn a high return on your investment, um, I, I am here to chat and I would love to speak to you. Awesome. So cool. Yeah, I, I highly recommend anybody listening to, to reach out to Leanne because it's, uh, it's what, what, a great, what a great conversation we've had today. And I know that we're just scratching the surface of you know, your knowledge and expertise, especially if somebody... Mm-hmm has been thinking of like getting into more of the, the green space and, uh, and, and even somebody that wants to start a foundation for something. I mean, it, it's, you're, a, you're a wealth of, of information, I'm sure. So I highly recommend reaching out even just to connect on a, on a small scale, but we'll put all that in the show notes for sure. Um, and they would go from there. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I wish you all the luck in the, in the future and uh, I'll have to have you back on. Like once you're, once you're on Mars, all right. You definitely have to come back once on the podcast. On Mars. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll Maybe do one from, from Mars. All team from awesome. Mars. <laughs> All right. Thank you, TJ. I appreciate you. Thank you. This has been great. <laughs>